Welcome to the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. Welcome to the Prog Talks, an interview series by the Prog Space where we will be talking to musicians in all corners of the progressive music scene. Welcome back to the Prog Talks. Once again, it's me, Uncle Prog, and today I'm happy because I have a young UK musician, uh, which I've been listening a lot to her recent release over the last month, and it's Grace Hayhurst. Good to see you, Grace. How are you? Hey, yeah, good. Thanks. Good to see you too. Yeah, like I mentioned, I've been listening a ton to your uh, EP, uh, Existence is Temporary, over the last month. So uh, now that you have a little bit of hindsight on it, uh, how has the response been? Uh, have you had any feedback? How do you feel about it? Yeah, great, really good. Um, it's my first kind of attempt at trying to release music properly. Uh, I've like done a couple of little random singles in the past, but this has been like, it's like, right, you know, I'm going to do it properly. I'm going to go through everything. You know, I'm going to try and promote it. I'm going to you know do music videos. I'm going to get it mixed by someone that knows what they're doing. Um, and it's been great. It's been really enjoyable to go through that whole process. Uh, lots of learning, which has been good. And uh, yeah, the response has been great. It's uh, more than I would have imagined. You know, I was expecting, all right, maybe like a couple hundred, you know, a couple hundred plays on YouTube and that's kind of, you know, it will die down. But um, no, we're kind of hitting the thousands and it's like, this is this is a bit surreal. <laughs> and uh, yeah, lots of positive feedback. People have been enjoying it, which is uh, which is great, you know. It's, uh, it's definitely always a worry as a solo musician because you've not got anyone to bounce off of and be like, is this, is this any good? Like, is this, is this all right? Is this okay? Or is this... So to have that kind of reassurance that what I'm doing, people are liking, um, is good. Yeah, I can imagine. And, and you touched on something that I wanted to, ans- ans- uh, to, to ask you about. So I'm just going to move on to that because you were talking about, you know, all that stuff that you're doing with the videos, with the promotion, everything, and, and you know, uh, with the social media uh, part of it and, and, you know, marketing your own uh, stuff, you know. So I was I was wondering, you know, what was your strategy to try and push that music out there and what are the challenges do you feel to to being heard or or recognized as an individual artist i think i've seen over the years um through friends and musicians i've seen them put out like a you know 20 30 minute ep on soundcloud and then just never really say anything about it and you've yeah. got to like ask me like have you done anything recently and they're like oh i did this thing and it's great but mm. they're just not very good at t- talking about it um so i've tried to yeah just make sure i'm like talking to as many people as possible um that are interested of course you know um about the ep and about what it's about um and part of that's come with just the people i've worked with Hmm. um you know i've I've worked with uh gareth from slice the cake i've worked with shelby from kairos on some of the video stuff so there's a whole like ecosystem of uh people behind the scenes in the in the scene i guess who are you know a few rungs up the ladder uh, above me that already have some ridiculously good music out there um and it's kind of been fun working with those people and kind of just pulling myself into the scene and introducing myself to people and i think that's yeah. been very important that kind of networking side of things um 
you know, particularly so as well, I've been working with uh, Invicta Media. So Sherry behind that has uh, helped with all the promotion and PR. You know, she put together a great press pack and was like, send me out to all these places. And I'm like, I've never even heard of these websites. Um, but, you know, people are coming back and saying, oh, this is great. And, you know, putting out reviews and asking for interviews and all stuff. So it's 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 just, yeah, it's kicked off. Um, and yeah, that's that. Yeah. Well, I think you... I see your name like showing up a lot of places, you know, in different, you know, all across from Discord, from Reddit, from, you know, all kinds of different places. And uh, so I think you are sort of doing a good job on that. And because, you know, someone like me who who sort of looks for new music all the time, I had no problem in finding your stuff. While on the other hand, there was another young UK musician that I played on my latest radio show and that I just found like out of nowhere and I contacted him and I was like you know would you mind sending me some a promo for your album and I'd love to play it on the radio and the guy was like what's a promo what do you need so (laughs) then, then I guess you know it's it's it is can be difficult, and and would you say a little bit about the different platforms and you've been using, and 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 what do you find valuable, and maybe some of them are not so valuable. I don't know. Sure, yeah. So I've tried uh, a bunch of different avenues, and some of it's been based on my work in the podcast industry because I used to work for a podcast hosting platform for a few years. Oh, really? Um, yeah so partly on the recording side um so i work with, with like a bunch of uk comedians to record a lot of their podcasts um and some other celebrities and also in the technical side of it and just kind of being a little bit all over the place because it's quite a small small little house um and seeing basically like the most important thing is like cross collaboration and like just talking to other people that are doing similar things um and that's kind of you know you've got to find out where people are that want to listen to your music and this is my problem for like the longest time you know i've been going to prog shows for years yeah you know i've got i think yeah is the the big book of ticket stubs <laughs> I love it. and photos and all sorts of stuff yeah yeah this is one of my lockdown projects to uh to keep it up to date and yeah there's the just all sorts of stuff in there you know you got Devon Townsend and everything. I was I was going to all these shows. And I'm like, there's all these people out there that love this yeah. music. Where are they? Exactly. I've got no idea. Um, and just trying to find those people is a headache in itself. Um, you know, I know people that have had success through like joining Facebook groups. Uh, I know there's a lot of different like Facebook pages and stuff like that. Um, and also on Reddit, there's a handful of little specific niche genre pages for like all yeah. the different you know sludge metal thrash metal prog metal you know all the different kind of places um and then discord has been huge i think for me the last year um it was something i was on the platform like five six years ago with a few mates and i was like oh if i put like if i put any more time into this like i'm just going to be glued to my computer and yeah. i'm not going to do anything else and i'm going to stop seeing people and i was like no i'm not going to do that uh i'm going to go out and you know leave the digital life behind a little bit uh and then the pandemic happened and everything shut down mm. so i was like well maybe i'll revisit that idea then um and yeah I ended up just chatting to people on there and there's a whole host of different places and communities you know specific for bands specific for genres um you know the 
images and words uh prog discord has kind yes. of opened up a big room of of people um and it, i just wouldn't you know without that i probably wouldn't be here you know not only was it incredibly motivating mm. being around a bunch of hardworking musicians but also you know the people there have been incredibly helpful as well so like it was through that i found gareth who mixed the ep and jonas who mastered it and mm. shelby helped with the video stuff and sherry that helped with the pr and just you know and all of these different people along the way that you know you post a demo and be like sounding good and get a bit of feedback so there's like just a whole these people exist <laughs> and they're out there you just gotta find yeah. them you know? yeah i i agree because you know it can be easy to feel like you're in a like a, <laughs> a vacuum without every anything going on around but then once you reach out and i feel like discord is something that of course originally was more or less like a gaming platform i guess but but it has exploded into any every other like hobbies and facets of yeah both professional and not so. I, I, I think that's that's interesting. I found that uh, the images and words Discord very, very, very active and very interesting. You know, let's go. Let let's go uh, over to talk a little bit about the EP because, of course, uh, I read that it it says that is a musical representation of an existential crisis that you experienced. So, uh, could you tell me a little bit about the, the music on the EP and the overarching team or concept or what you would call it yeah no absolutely so kind of which i think time's not real anymore you know i've been inside for two years but um yeah i think it was 2018 around um i started to kind of struggle a little bit and i was like what are you doing like what, mm. what is this what am i like what what's what's going on like why does anything matter you know, does it matter if my parents die? Well, no, they're just like weird fleshy objects of cells and like they're not, nothing's going to exist in a thousand years. And, and don't think about that too much um, like I did. And that kind of, uh, yeah, something on a weird spiral of uh, trying to work out like just what on earth am I doing? Um, still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um i did want to encapsulate some of that into a physical piece of art because i think one of the most important things for me is being remembered after i die to get you know nice and nice and cheery um and you know from a young age you know i've always been doing music stuff you know i've been playing piano and french horns so like five or six um and doing all sorts of orchestral stuff and tours and you know, I was thinking, oh, well, you know, we're playing all these this music, people that are, are long, long gone. You know, I was playing yeah. Rachmaninoff or Gershwin or, you know, you go even further back, you know, you go to Bach, Beethoven, all these beautiful pieces of piano music. And you think, well, they're still remembered. This is five, six hundred yeah. years later. You know, that's crazy. Um, How do I do that? You know, I don't want to be forgotten. I don't want to I don't want to disappear into the ethers of time, you know, maybe at least for 10, 20 years after I die, it'd be nice if people still remembered me. <laughs> so um yeah, basically just putting together this um this EP and trying to like concentrate some of those thoughts um and ideas and trying to link together all the different themes and all the different related outputs to that. So whether that be like the trailers I put out or the music video or the artwork itself, you know, it is uh, a grab it, you know, a bunch of 
the birds in the form of a face and it's the idea yeah. you know a flock of birds you know they're never in the same position for a very long time that whole you know the concepts of me existing is temporary mm. and it's like it's just there's a lot of headache that came around that and uh, a lot of kind of derealization and a bit of just like what is you know what is this what's going on but um yeah it feels good to just kind of have it as a thing and be like so, Here's all my so, thoughts and put it in a box and it's gone and I don't have to ever think about it ever again. And that's how it yeah. works. <laughs> I, I, I wonder then, you know, that it's it's interesting what you say. I wonder is it was a, the the sort of the the job of putting this into something almost like physical and sort of is that a car uh, was was that like a car thesis for you to like to finally put this into something and then you know i don't know there so there are so when you start thinking about philosophical stuff like that you know who am i where am i going am i going to be remembered it's it's all like very much up in the air did did this help to like focus it yeah yeah i think so um and it's yeah it's it's, it's kind of you know interesting how the whole thing developed as well because you know the music started off with me playing around on guitar um you know and your dsp had started launching all the amps in and they sound great and i was like i can like record guitar at home and like mm. not have to have an expensive amp and irritate anyone i'm living with this is great um and you kind of start there and i was like well hang on i can turn this into this and you know we can start to build this theme and yeah just putting it into something physical as well i think is it's really cool um i mean i i collect cds i i mean even just looking at my desk now there's there's piles of stuff like it's not even <laughs> because i've got a, a big cupboard upstairs which is where i keep most of them your, uh, yeah. that's that's full at the moment so my desk is just like <laughs> covered in um in it and it's, it's it's great it's nice um and i really love as well that you know people in america have bought it people in canada people yeah. over europe and it's like this thing like exists in multiple continents now and probably more places than i've visited in my life and like that's kind of weird to think about um it's in people's homes people are listening to it and it's uh yeah it's just surreal it's really cool yeah you know the, the music you have created for the ep is is instrumental really but but there are samples or spoken words or uh, that help guide the listener a little bit or help like set the mood or whatever can you tell me a little bit about those elements uh also i have to ask were you ever attempted to add vocals to ask a vocalist or <laughs> so i was um hugely inspired by tosca for this project sadly they broke up about a couple months ago yeah um, they did but I, you know, Rabia was one of the reasons I went from, I quite like to learn guitar to I will learn guitar and put in a lot of hours and really go for it. Um, and I was kind of, I didn't necessarily want to emulate that sound, but I just loved how Tosca was its own thing and it kind of didn't need vocals. I, I can't sing. I'm not a singer. I don't think. Um, there's material I'm sat on now. You know, I'm uh, writing this full-length album um, with a couple of other musicians, and I'm sat on some new EP material potentially, and I'm trying to throw in vocals. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> I hate sound of my own voice, you know. Um, mm. And it's one of the things growing up, I never really had any training in, so I was really focused on the orchestral stuff. I never joined any choirs, 
um, you know, doing French horn, I was playing a lot of symphonies and concert band stuff and so piano work. So it's a whole different world and skill set that um I definitely want to explore and want to try yeah. getting that down in the future. But when it came to this release, I was just like, no, not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> so um the vocals that are in there are from a friend of mine, Jenna Robinson, who is also the vocalist of Empire Bathtub. Yeah. Um with like a weird, spooky, I don't know, alien comedy concept series we had a review of the we had a review of their al- last album and uh you know i've been i i was listening to it it's it's quite uh i don't know how to put it it's entertaining it's crazy it's just yeah. like very very a very very interesting listen yeah yeah it's very silly i love it um but he has he has ridiculous vocals um so yeah i was like hey do you want to do this voiceover and he's like yeah sure let's, let's do it so um i wrote that the words and lyrics and stuff trying to conceptualize a bit of stuff in my head and um that was where that came from and again i was kind of thinking well how have other bands done this and you kind of have these wavering spoken yeah. word sections you know like um mike portnoy's repentance or uh, dream theater's repentance where you've got all of the vocalists talking about their their um experiences with addiction and alcoholism yeah. you know that's a very moving part of um of that whole you know the 12 step suite and that album as well um i was like well this is a cool thing uh because as well on the on the last track death is final i was like well wouldn't it be great if i got a bunch of my friends on this as well exactly it's it's kind of including people that um aren't necessarily musicians although some of them are um and just kind of getting them involved and it's like oh yeah my mate steve's on my album it's like you know me and steve hung out in the pub for years and just like chat nonsense and it's like yeah he's on the album it's cool um <laughs> i i like that i like that that take and it also sort of reminds me a little bit of um uh, you know pain of salvation b where they had people call in and you know from all over the world they people were were talking about things and it it all turned out you know very touching piece of music and so i think this 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 ep doesn't need vocals in the traditional sense but there is like a, a sort of a guiding thing there with the with the, the, the spoken word and the little samples and everything to help you you know let's let's move from from you know that the theme and the concept of it to to the music you know one of the traits of progressive music is of course the mixing of styles and genres and for you that involves i feel like a little bit of like sludge groove almost like doomy parts at times um into your personal brand of progressive music would you talk a little bit about the influences that goes into your music and where they come from yeah sure so it's it's a real mix of stuff um because i listen to, to a lot of music as we've uh, recently demonstrated exactly. <laughs> um i mean yeah all the way from you know modern bands like haken to going further back like rick waitman i mean you can even kind of just about to see on my wall we've got haken and anderson raven yeah. waitman and scar symmetry as well who i love we've got a, a mike portnoy drumstick and that's that one's oh, that's really hard to point there we go that yeah, one's yeah. anathema <laughs> um and just this whole like weird blend of of stuff but yeah the um the keyboard side again i've been playing all sorts of stuff for years i've got bits of sheet music from genesis and yes and rush which i'd always 
sit and play different arrangements, uh, bits of Stephen Wilson as well. And yeah, a lot of the uh, sound design stuff really came from like Haken Affinity and Haken Vector. Yeah. The whole keys and synths and stuff. You know, I remember hearing Affinity when it came out. Um, and I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. There's so much happening here. There's so many little nuances, so many little bits of design, little sloshy bits. Um, and that was really interesting. If you are enjoying this interview, please head over to theprogspace.com for more reviews, articles, pictures and interviews all about progressive music. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. theprogspace.com Yeah, uh... So you already mentioned, you know, that you have quite a lot of talented people involved on the EP. So uh, would you would you mind running me through them and you know letting me know what they contributed to to the to the album? Yeah. Some of them, at least. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm gonna read off the list. <laughs> That's probably a good. <laughs> yeah. Nobody forgotten yeah, that man. way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Written and performed by Grace. Yeah, that was me. I was on it. That's you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, acoustic guitar by Paul Hannes. So at the end of the last track, there's a tiny little acoustic guitar section. And I did originally write and play that myself. But the um, the acoustic guitar I've got sounds awful. Mm. Um, absolutely terrible. It's so it's like 30 years old. The tuning pegs keep falling out. It doesn't stay in tune. Like I'm pretty sure it gave me like tetanus. So I got I got in to record it. Um, he's been my guitar teacher for a few years, uh, so it's cool having him on there. Yeah. Um, drums by Andrew Scott. So I am not a drummer, unfortunately. I may have been able to do the keys, the bass, the guitars, but I can't play drums. So mm. um, I got Andrew Scott involved, and it's kind of a bit of a story there because originally it was uh, Gareth recommending me this guy called Andrew Scott who drummed for um, Slice the Cake, I think a little yes. bit last year and has, has done some other stuff. He's drumming, I think, on some other stuff Gareth's working on. Um, I was like, great, I'll take that recommendation. Andrew Scott, Google, Andrew Scott, session drummer. First result, Andrew Scott, drums. Great, brilliant. Click, click, click. Email, set it going. Great. And um, a couple of weeks later, I told Gareth, I was like, yeah, I'm using Andrew, the guy you recommended, like, you know, the stuff he's writing is coming out great. And Gareth was like, oh, cool, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I need to chat to Andrew. So and Gareth was like, Grace, who have you been talking to? It's like, what? I see. Like, been talk- I've just I've just spoken to Andrew. He's ever ready. He doesn't know what's going on. And I was like, I've got, like, drum tracks back. Turns out, in Canada, there is another session drummer called Andrew Scott. I see. <laughs> so um so i used him and it was great you know no qualms you know came out with some really good stuff uh sounds great recorded it all well um yeah it's just um a bit well, of a running I'm, joke I'm, gla- I'm glad you mentioned the real that. and the fake andrew scott's <laughs> Honestly, I'm glad you mentioned that now because I was also like completely sure that you know this is the guy from Slice the Cake, and you know, yeah, it, yeah. there's the same <laughs> same drummer as uh, that has the Leviathan Owl solo project as well. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's that's the guy you thought was you were talking to, right? But this is yeah, another Andrew Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did a great yeah. job on the album. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, it's it's not great. Like I said, it's just uh, it's one of those funny things that's uh, that's <laughs> gone on. Um, and you obviously Gareth came in and did the mixing. Yeah. So you know, Gareth, uh, they're like the vocalists in Sliced Cake and Ivana, yeah. and he also mixed um, Azure's album this year from Brian Angel's Beaks. So yeah, that sounds great. So, um, they they always do a fantastic job with whatever they're involved in. So. Yeah, um, and then we had Jonas um, coming in to do the mastering as well, who's uh, another member of Slice and Cake. So they've got a little double teaming thing going on. Um, album artwork was by Anya. Uh, all that stuff in the back and everything. Um, <laughs> I did some demo artwork, and it's one of those things where I was like, how hard can it be? <laughs> Very yeah. glad yeah. that um, I didn't, didn't end up using that. Because uh, it was awful, and I basically sent my sketches over to Anya, and I was like, "Can you make do this, but like better?" Um, and she did, and it's great. Yeah, uh, and that's the, something I found through um, the images and word server as well. So, uh, some fiance that was like doing stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I got you some." Yeah, that 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 artwork is really really beautiful, and it and it's something that sort of sets your uh, your ep uh apart from a lot of other uh releases so for me that was it sort of drew me in uh, immediately when i saw the cover but like this this is something i have to listen to so i have to agree with you she did a um, an amazing job with the with the cover art yeah yeah it's one of those things you know you always get told growing up don't judge a book by its cover i mean everyone does you know yeah you gotta have some good artwork so um yeah no really please about um and yeah, there's also the uh, the secret vocalists on the last track who um I think if you go on my YouTube, I did a full video stream. There is right at the end of that a credit list. Um Ooh. and there's yeah, a couple of like hidden people and faces, so not only friends, but a couple of people on the scene. So Gareth and there, we've got Harrison from Novena, we've got Diego Tejeda from Haken. I managed to get him yeah. to do a little sample. So there's just like just little little nods to um places yeah. of influence and, and people that help make it happen so i really i really like that as well that it's kind Some of like little easter eggs there, there. As well. yeah huh. yeah yeah um That's... but also like i've got to shout about it a little bit as well because uh <laughs> you, unless you've like met the people you know diego doesn't sing in uh in Haken, you know you're not gonna know what he sounds like unless you've spoken to him so it's like <laughs> you know you got you gotta mention it i think Yes, of course, of course, and and you know that's how that this industry works as well. You know, if you if you have something that you think will sort of people will pick up on and be interested in, I think it's it's just right to to use it and you know get that little extra, you know, interest in your stuff. So so I, I want to ask you about your creative process. Then you know, are you the kind of writer that writes like quickly and then you know there's a full piece there, or are you? The kind of person who likes returns and and like modifies and modifies your music until it it becomes the way you want it to. How how long ago did you start writing the 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 songs that are on the EP as well? Wow. So yeah, I probably started writing stuff in um, June twenty twenty, um, and I'd finished all of the recording by the middle of October. So maybe three to four months. Um, and there are a couple of breaks in between, you know, I also have a full-time job. Um, yeah. unfortunately releasing a debut EP doesn't make you money. Turns out it makes you lose a lot of money. Who would have guessed that? Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it kind of started with guitar mostly because I was experimenting with these amps and I was like, 
playing a lot of guitar at the time um and it started with these these kind of basic riffs and slowly got expanded and i was like well i need a bass like i need to i need a bass guitar so i can start doing stuff so i bought a bass guitar and yeah you know i had one a few years ago but it was pretty bad and i sold it so i got you know something a bit more proper that would sound good um and there's a new thing with that and i was like oh it sounds cool if i do this and just just kind of playing around with stuff um until things fit in um and yeah i was kind of the drums came later again i'm not really a drummer mm. so logic uh which is the the audio workstation i use has this kind of default drumming thing in it that you can just see like four bars of drums in six eight at this tempo go and that was the extent of my drum writing um <laughs> so that's kind of how that started um and yeah a lot of the i think other than like the sort of jazzy breakdown in um the third track where there's a, a sort of an electric piano break a lot of the rest of the keys were not added until like the two or three weeks before i sent it off to get mixed oh really um because i kind of i had a bit of a panic and i was like i've been playing piano for like 15 16 years yeah and i've always considered myself like a pianist first and you know into synths and sound design and all this kind of stuff and i was like there's none of that on here uh-oh i've got to like shoehorn in as much as possible and like put in all these different bits um and i yeah i couldn't believe how much that elevated everything you know particularly like the second track was two really cool since i such thing it's maybe my favorite track as well because it's kind of short and sweet um yeah. very cohesive but there's just these really two keyboard bits in it and i'm like i couldn't imagine that track without those it'd be so boring so um it was fun to sort of like last minute do that and improvise it and i could do that really quickly because i'm not having to sit there and think oh the strings in tune do mm. i need to like change the intonation of my guitar like i'm not picking because i'm quite new to guitar relatively speaking i've only been playing about four years three years properly um so being able to just write stuff on piano and whip out solos really quickly was was a great help because it just it was the easiest part of the whole thing i was just like yeah like i know all my arpeggios and scales you know exactly playing stuff for ages so um yeah and then it was about halfway through all of that i was like oh i need to i need to make a theme for this and there needs to be a whole like story around this um and that's when i started writing the fourth track existence is temporary and started chucking in the, the vocals and stuff and building up well how can i bring the music video into this and how that looks like you know how's that you know i started scoping that out in september last year i'm working with um pursued by a dragon which is a theater company my mate's been um doing music stuff for for a little while so i was like let's get them involved let's try and do some stuff with them um so it kind of just all happened at different rates um but i'm finding now a year later my writing process has changed dramatically yeah um you know i mentioned i'm, I'm sat on an album's worth of material with a band that's a much less a process you know we started writing that in june last year um and we're still nowhere near <laughs> like getting to a finished point but the stuff i've written on there is is ridiculous like it's so different um especially because i'm focusing on the storytelling and the synths and i'm not going to think about guitars and drums because someone else yeah. is dealing with all of that stuff you know it's a it's a whole different way of writing um and the same with the stuff i'm doing at the moment which is more solo stuff it's like i'm the concept is there now 
well before I've put pen to paper and written music down. So there's this whole, like, it's a lot more planned out mm. um, rather than shoehorned in afterwards. So I think that's going to change how I'm writing stuff as well. And also attempting to throw in vocals as well. And just, it's amazing how yeah. much stuff's changed in the last like 18 months, just creatively and musically. Um, yeah, it's been really interesting for me just to see how that's, that's all changed. I, I, I find that very interesting also because, you know, the the almost like multimedia approach to creating music or creating, you know, you talk about the videos, you talk about the story being important and, and, you know, all, all those parts coming together. And, and I remember also when I talked to the musicians from Azur, they seemed also to have a bit of the same, you know, ideas around creating, you know, a world, they using the videos, everything like comes together. The music isn't necessarily standing on its own. You know, do you feel like that's a, a, a way to create that you want to continue on, you know, exploring, bringing other medias into to your your musical universe, so to say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've had a few late night conversations with uh, Galen from Azure and just like the law goes so deep, like, you, you know, even if you think you've listened to that album, you understand what's going on, like you don't. <laughs> It's it's, yeah. it's it's crazy because they they are creative nutcases. Yeah, very um, much it, so. Impressive. I'm really impressed yeah. by that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't wait to yeah get more get more sure as they go along. Same same. Here. But yeah, I I think just the storytelling thing is so important. You know, just even from a appeal point of view. Yeah. You know, you, you think about an artist like Ozzy Osbourne. You know, Black Sabbath. You know. First six albums, crazy, amazing, you know, started an entire genre, entire political movement. Yeah. But it wasn't just the music, it was the characters and the personalities that seeped through, you know, Ozzy's whole career. You know, he's he's the dude that ate the bat, he's the Yeah, the, the whole mu- mythos, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's the whole the myths, the legends, all the people he's worked with. Um, you know, the Osborns in the early two thousands, which I've been watching <laughs> all of recently that in itself is a whole different way of experiencing his music and his creativity. Yeah. I think you see that in a lot of things, the, just the story surrounding music, you know, it's, it's so much bigger than just the noise that goes into your ears. Um, and I know a lot of musicians that feel that as well, but it's, it's just so important to build a story around it um, and build those concepts together and, link things together because you know we we as humans we absorb things you know we've got seven different senses yeah, we have you yeah. know you gotta you gotta you gotta tinkle all of them you know iron maiden have got their beer you know you drink iron maiden <laughs> beer you listen to iron maiden you read the audio book you watch the live dvd you know there's a whole experience you can have that's not just about what's going into your ears and i think that's yeah. just hugely important um and yeah i'm really looking forward to playing around with um video stuff in the future i've um yeah had a lot of good fun yeah i agree i 
totally agree and it's it's very interesting the way you put it because of course you know i guess most of us have had the experience of like reading a book with some music in the background and then that music becomes sort of linked to that story or that in your head and also video games and and movies use you know music to great effect so why not turn that on the head you know and and you know have the music as the foundation then have all of these media as like you know uh, yeah, building blocks to to create a, a total artistic thing. I, I find it very interesting, and I think that's that's something that's uh, especially in, within progressive music, you have a lot of tools to make that happen. So, so I, I hope to to see more from young bands like yourself and Azure and how you how you develop that. You know, I, I want to ask a little bit about your classical background because you've been mentioning it a few times. We've touched on it: the piano, French horn, right? When did you start playing an instrument? and and what what is the training you have and also do you think that you're or, or well of course it does but how does your classical background uh influence the music you write yeah it's um a lot <laughs> um so i must have been i was trying to work this out the other day i was either five or six and um, when i started mm-hmm. playing piano and i was about 10 when i started playing french horn uh, i've covered a whole range of stuff but um you know growing up at school and everything it was very the focus was on classical romantic era kind of music orchestral music very traditional choral stuff so not really looking at i don't know why is cardi b's wap like a viral sensation you know it's it was very dated um in a lot of how it approached music um and especially because you know my early teens i was really into electronic music i listened to a lot of dead mouse and infected mushroom mm-hmm. um and also i was into metal i was listening to ramstein and metallica um i was that wasn't in school and i was not i wouldn't say necessarily put down because of it but i wasn't seen as like you know she's not gonna have a future in music you know she's not mm. she's not part of the choir you know she doesn't know when the year rachmanov was born and how many symphonies he's written and it, <laughs> So there's a big contrast where it's 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 somewhat been a hindrance. Um, I feel like I'm catching up in a lot of ways, particularly with guitar. Yeah. You know, I wish I could have started that 10 years earlier. Um, but I'm learning stuff now that relates back and it all it all just is building blocks. Um, mm. But you see that as well with a lot of other big prolific musicians, you know, someone like Rick Wakeman, you know, hugely classically trained. Of course, um, of course. Before, yeah. he, before he started his career, you know, because the music he was writing didn't exist you know you couldn't emulate anything um or copy what was going on you know he was coming up with with all the things he was doing from scratch you know same with um, a musician like wendy carlos who came out with switched on bark this kind of you know creative modern remix of classic songs and you see that even this year like with tension experiment three their rendition of rhapsody in blue i know i've got a lot of friends orchestral friends who would listen to that and go oh my god what and <laughs> what is this they've ruined you know this amazing piece of music yeah, yeah um i love it i think it's great it's a really fresh interpretation there's lots going on there's lots of creative spite you know you can hear the personality of all the musicians coming through um and again rhapsody in blue is a, a piece i've learned for solo piano before now beautiful you know there's so much going on um and yeah it's, it's just 
it's, it's, it's tricky to, to think about it all. And yeah, on the, the yeah. French horn side of things as well, I've done all sorts of orchestral stuff. I've played symphonies. I've played a lot of 20th century film music. Um, I played like marching band music. I've done a lot of stuff in brass bands um, and a little, little bits of sort of classical jazz as well. I played in a Dixieland band for a little bit. And all of these things like just kind of build an influence. And that's, I think, mm. partly where my love of prog comes from. You know, not only my dad indoctrinating it, indoctrinating <laughs> it into me from a young age um, by giving me his iPod and being like, listen to this and always putting on Genesis in the car. Um, nothing after Steve Hackett left, though. That's his era. <laughs> um, Classic take there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so just all of those things kind of built up and built up. Um, and again, Steve Hackett, another example of a musician, you know, you read his um, biography that he put out last year, Genesis in My Bed, he yeah, yeah. talks about all of the classical music he was listening to as a teenager, as well as the oh, rock yeah. stuff. You know, he was exactly. picking up these vinyls of all of these really interesting symphonies. Um, I think especially the early, tw- early early 20th century stuff is really, really interesting. Um, you know, something like The Rite of Spring, was that the birth of heavy metal? I mean, maybe. Yeah. You know that yep. that piece of music is is crazy. You know the 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 idea of you know the first time they played it, the audience thought the devil was being summoned and were like, exactly. You know, I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sure that the story has been, um, you know, a bit and extras, but yeah, yeah. Um, but that whole you know concept came through with Black Sabbath, you yeah. know, and the whole like. Christian mums of the, the United States against Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> or whatever, being like, no, it's all yeah, devil yeah, yeah. music and well, the, the it's, it's just crazy. Uh, talking in court and yeah. Yeah, well, it's crazy. I, t- I think that's that's interesting. And, and I especially found it, you know, what you said about uh, the 70s prog rockers. I think a lot of them, like you said, or most of them probably, had some kind of classical background or classical training. You you see it, of course, like you said, in Rick Wakeman, but like, you know, ELP doing all their, you know, also the same as you had Liquid Tension doing now, you know, like recreating a rock version or like a prog version of, of like old uh, classical pieces. And so I think it's, I think it's interesting. And of course, it's a, a, a helpful thing for any prog musician to have influences from all kinds of music. And, and that leads me a little bit into, into my next question, because of course you're also involved sort of with the progressive uh, music scene outside of your own music. You know, you are the founder of, of the website Proghursts that focuses on yep. all kinds of progressive music. So what can you tell me about that page and, and, and you know, how you started with that then? So again, originally it kind of also stems from the big, the big book of, of scrapbooks and tickets and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like I'm going to all these concerts you know, you see online lots and lots of people, you know, if you want to find the review of the new Opeth album, a hundred people have written about it. Yeah. How many people have written about Opeth show in the Wem- in Wembley SSE in 2016? Or mm-hmm. how many people have, have written about, uh, I don't know, Caden Cambria playing a venue or whatever it is. Um, and the whole thing of podcast was like, it was almost also, uh, it almost started as like a personal diary of um live shows i was going to a way for me to like yeah. just keep track of like what i've been to and sort of again have a sort of concrete thing and be like this is where i was this is how i was feeling like this is what the venue was like like here's some photos like 
this was great. They played this song mm. and just being able to go back and be like, yeah, I went to that concert. And that's how it started. Um, and it was quite a casual thing for me. Um, like I said, it was just me writing stuff. And again, pandemic happened. Classic. Yeah. And hmm. I was like, well, all of my ideas for content have gone because yeah. it involved going to live shows. Um, and as well, you know, I'd been going to or made an effort to go to at least one live show every month. I had mm. a streak of over five years for that and just completely broken. So I was like, well, what do I do now? Well, and that's when I was like, well, start branching out into reviewing. What if I interview a couple of people and start talking to people about their music? What if I do that? And I was like, well, this is going well. Um, let's bring on some other writers, you know, let's, let's start talking to people. Um, see who wants to come on board and write. And it's kind of slowly starting to expand, um, particularly there. so over the last 12 months i've seen you know the views and hits and interest just go up and up and up and it's been just cool to see not only my personal experiences with um progressive music going up there but also other people's as well so it's yeah it's been very cool to expand yeah. that out you know i, I of course as someone who enjoyed that ep of yours uh so much i i had on my list of questions of course to ask what you if you were planning another ep or a debut album or something but you sort of already answered that uh, by mentioning <laughs> a, a few times of course that you are working on on new music so then let me sort of like push you a little bit then and, and ask you know when can people who enjoyed the ep expect some to to hear some more music from grace <laughs> hearst <laughs> Sorry I for wish being, I knew uh... the answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's very early days at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I also want to, obviously, I think as any musician does when they're working on the next release, I want it to be bigger. I want it to be better. Yes. I want it to be more complicated. <laughs> so obviously with that, it um, becomes more expensive as well. So of I'm course, like of course. trying to do work and pick up more freelance and, and blend all the stuff together to like just try and make it happen um and we're getting there like i said um i think it's 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 you know we're looking at late next year i think yeah again i you know i don't think it's going to be too soon um and i've also you know now the pandemic's listed i've got a bunch of trips i want to do myself as well of course um and other things i want to do you know i've got my schedule starts to get a little busier again when i want to see people and catch up with my friends and go to gigs you know i, I yeah. book tickets for um prognosis in the netherlands which i'm looking forward to you know just all this stuff i'm like i gotta get back to everything i was doing um as well as the music stuff yes so. of course yeah well at least that means that someone like me and others who enjoy your music knows that there is more music from grace hayhurst coming um maybe towards the end of next year we'll we'll see but we'll we'll keep you up to date here at the prog space <laughs> if there are news or anything from 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 you we will make sure to let the, our readers know about it now finally you know i i want to we're, we're sort of winding down here but i i want to mention that you are of course by the time this interview comes out people will know that you are a part of our lineup for the <laughs> november edition of the the Prog Space Online Festival that's going to happen towards the end of this year. So, so what are your expectations for this, and what can people expect to see from from you when? Uh... <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, I when you asked me to do it the other week, I was like, 
Oh God, <laughs> how am I going to make this work? What can I do? Like, who can I get involved? How can I do this? Um, and, you know, you were very, very clear in the specifications being like, you know, doesn't matter how far you go, you know, you, you could, you could sit in your bedroom and, and sing happy birthday, yeah. you know, just, just yeah. something to, to be a part of it. And I was like, well, I could do that. Or, yeah. um, because I've, I, you know, I did a little playthrough video, um, I think I've got a playthrough video going out yeah. uh, pretty soon as well. Me, me playing bass, um, which is actually in an inadvertent way a part of this prog spacing. So I'm going to be working with a couple of session musicians. We're going to be getting together. We're going to be having a day in the studio and we're going to try and do a live performance of a couple of the songs. Um, it's going to be fun. This is something, again, I had not planned to um, to start even thinking about until next year. No. Um you know, getting together a band and attempting to see how viable live shows were. And, you know, again, I was looking at doing open mic nights at pubs and maybe like yeah. battle of the bands and local stuff, you know, not, exactly, not yeah. anything like this. So, um, it's, uh, it's been a bit of a, a rush stress, but I've got everything in place. We've got Absolutely. musicians that are down. We've got studio space that's down, you know, I've got enough camera tools and stuff to make it happen yeah. um and it's gonna be pipe but uh yeah i'm really looking forward to that it's gonna be really fun because i'm basically just hanging with a bunch of friends in a studio for a day playing music and it's gonna be really fun so i'm looking forward to that yeah so so are we very much so and and if if that's what it takes for me to do you know to get new music from some of my favorite musicians that i have to like kick them in the ass via the prog space then <laughs> <laughs> then i'm good with that <laughs> please well, do yeah yeah write an article each month when has grace released new music yeah Can't exactly me. Yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much grace for being on the prog talks with me uh you who are listening and watching this should of course follow grace on her social media there will be links in the description i also highly recommend you to check out uh, existence is temporary the ep um yeah right you, you can listen to the ep on streaming services or even better you know purchase it either digitally or, or physically from bandcamp so thank you grace for being on the prog talks with me no worries it's been good it's been fun yeah as always to you guys listening you know if you're enjoying this please give us a like and a subscription at the prog space it helps us until next time stay safe and keep spreading the prog love the prog talks produced by the prog space main host rune belsvik reynos produced by rune belsvik reynos vanessa and matthias kirsch all graphics and animations by Vanessa Kirsch. Intro theme by Giuseppe Negri. Outro theme by Zach Munovitz. This was the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. See you in a week.